0: Okay, uh, good morning. Today's DAF is DAF Ayn Dalit. I'm going to go from the second last line of Ayn Gimel Amud Bay, 73b. Today's Shir is nishma, ben Sion, Ben Benzeev, Avram Alevi, Mayer Ben Shloma, and Avram Ben Meir. May the, may the memory be a blessing, and may hey, the Shamas have an Aliyah. Okay, so remember yesterday we were discussing um, what permits. Remember, there's a leniency about a Chotzer, is that you can permit carry an a mabui is that you can permit carrying in it with just putting up one lehi by the entrance or one koira. Whereas if it doesn't have the status of a mabui, then it's more complicated to permit carrying inside of it. So that's what we're focusing on now. What's the definition of a mabui? I how many houses, courtyards, etc. have to open into it. So, so this is what we quoted before. That's why it says gufa. Gufa literally means itself, but it's a phrase we quoted earlier and we're now going to discuss um, in more detail. So it's, uh, is, it says gufa omarav ain mabu nitar belechi v'kaira ajuh botim v'chatsairas psuchim a mabu cannot be fixed, permitted to carry with, a le- with just a lechi or a kaira unless it has Houses and courtyards opening into it. What does that mean? Two houses for each courtyard and two courtyards opening into the Mabui. So that's the minimum requirement to define it as a Mabui. According to Rab, if you have, like our normal houses, you have one house on each property, that wouldn't, so if you have two Gatseiros, that wouldn't be a Mabui. You need to have two houses opening into, each opening into two courtyards opening into the Mabui. Shmuel is more lenient. He says, no, even if you have one house and one courtyard, that's sufficient to be considered a Mabu. So, I mean, obviously, generally, I think the usual style was a house opening into a courtyard, but often you have houses that open straight into the street. That's in my mind. If you picture like the old city or m- many old cities, the houses, the the buildings open straight onto the street. So that would be a Mabui according so that's obviously that, that Saad Ali is a Mabui. As long as you have one of those houses and a chotzer, that would be considered a Mabui. Omar and Rabbi says, even if you have a ruin opening into the I almost a dilapidated abandoned house, not abandoned because it still has an owner, but even if you have a ruin opening into the Mabui plus another chotzer opening into the Mabui, that would have the status of a mabui, and you can fix it with just a lechi or a koira. So we have three opinions on what's the definition of a to define it to define it as a mabui that you can permit carrying in it with just one lechi or a, that's the little post you put by the wall, or a cross beam. That would be that's um, what gives it that definition. Rav was the strictest; he said it has to be a. Two houses opening into two courtyards, opening into the Mabui. Shmuel was more lenient. He says it can be one chotzer and one house. And Rabbi Yochanan says it doesn't even have to be a house, it can be a ruin. Would Rabbi Yochanan permit, even if it was a pathway to a vineyard? I'm not a ruin, not a dilapidated house. But just a path to a vineyard, does that opening into this mabui with another house in a courtyard make it considered a maboi? So, <laughs> no, Rabbi El-Ghanan was specific when he said a churba, a dilapidated house. Because since it, you can stay there, it's got walls and a roof, or walls and partial roof, or partial walls and a roof. It's got wall, but it's got walls and a roof, so you can stay there. So it's fitting for Dira, whereas a path into a vineyard is not fitting for Dira, and therefore, if you just had a chotzer and a path, and a separately a path opening into the Mabui, it would not be considered a Mabui. Omaravunabarachinana, the time of Rabbi is following his general understanding. The Tnan, as we learned in the Mishnah, so this should be Rabbi Shuman Omer, Echot Gagos, Vechot Kafifos, Vechot Katsaris, Rashus, Achas, Heim, Lekul, L'kelim uh, Roof uh, Karfeif An enclosed area And a courtyard Are, are all considered One R'shuz For Kalim That started Shabbos in them But not for Kalim That started in the house We've actually seen this um, This din Remember They're all Semi They're all R'shuz Sorry, sorry, Dorei, so they're all Rishus The Dorei said, since they have different owners, you run into trouble. But therefore, Rabbi Shimon comes along and says, they really considered one Rishus. So you could carry from one chotzer into the next chotzer, onto the next roof, into a Karfev, into a chotzer. That would be fine, because they're all one Rishus. That's Rabbi Shimon's He says, when is this? That's something that started in the chotzer. So let's say you're... Um, you left your safer or your soccer ball or something like that in the chotzer. You can carry it from that chotzer into another chotzer, into a carafe, into another carafe, into a chotzer, onto the roof, etc. It's all one rashus That's Rabbi Shimon's opinion. Um, for Omar Rav halacha Rabbi Shimon. Rav came along and said that the halacha is like Rabbi Shimon. But now we're going to clarify Rav because. So, Rav says you can carry from a chotzer to an chotzer, but as we know, only an item that started off in the chotzer. Now, obviously, you could not carry an item that started in a house into its chotzer, into the next door chotzer. Again, Rabbi Shimon came along and told us that two chotzeres are one unit. Or, sorry, two chotzeres are viewed as one rashus, and you can carry from one to the other. We know that would not be, let's say you had your. Your sirur, your talus, in your house, and you want to carry it to shul. You can't carry it from your house into the chotzer, into the next chotzer, because it didn't start Shabbos in the chotzer, it started Shabbos in the house. Now, even if there's an eruv in the first chotzer that allows you to carry from your house into the courtyard, you still cannot carry that item into the next door courtyard, obviously, unless there's an eruv between the two. But that's the important point, so he says, but who shall Irvu? But this is all where there's no Ayruv. but if they did make an Eruv. I. so we if they did make an Eruv between the house and the Chotzer, I. so you're allowed to carry your talent from your house into your Chotzer. and Dilma fukei Mani, the bottom Chotzer, we make exairah exactly that you might come to carry Kalim from the one house into the other chotzer. Again, what's the concern here according to Rav? Remember, we're dealing with, again, two types of Eruv Chatserot. Let's just go back to the foundation principle of Rebbe Shimon, is that you have, you can carry from one Chatserot to the next door Chatserot items that started Shabbos in the Chatserot. Because we view basically all Chatserot, all roofs and all enclosures as one Rishus. But again, only with items that started in a courtyard. Now, with that, there's two aroves that we come across. One arov is for you to be allowed to carry from your house into the chotzer, and another arov is to then be able to take those articles from one chotzer into the next. Rab says, if there was no arov between your house and the chotzer, aye, you're not allowed to carry things from your house into your chotzer. That's when we go like Rabbi Shimon that you're allowed to carry from one chotzer to the next. Because it's very unlikely that there are items that started Shabbos in in the house, and that would be also to take into the neighboring chotzer. However, if there was an Eruv between your house and your chotzer, then you would not be allowed to carry articles that started Shabbos even in the chotzer, but you would not be allowed to carry from your chotzer to the neighboring chotzer. Why not? It's exera. There's a very good chance that many of those things that are now in the chotzer on, let's say, Shabbos afternoon, were brought from the house. So you're more likely you might accidentally carry those articles to your or items to your neighbouring ring chotzer, which would be אסור. That's Rav's opinion. Shmuel Amar bein irvu bein lo irvu. Amar Reb Halacha <laughs> Shimon irvu bein lo irvu. Shmuel and Rabbi Yochanan said. No, it makes no difference whether you made an Eruv or not. I, Shimon's haloch, there's no such thing as this gzerah that if there's an Eruv between your house and your chotzer, you might end up carrying articles from your house into the chotzer, into the neighboring chotzer. We don't have such a Xeira. Even if there's an Eruv that you're allowed to carry from your house into your chotzer, anything that started Shabbos in your chotzer, you're allowed to carry to the next door chotzer. That's how Rabbi Yochanan and Shmuel Pasken. Now, just before we go on, just a little bit of an introduction to the proof we're going to bring now, it says in the case of a chotzer and a ruin of the Mabui. So remember that's how we got on to this discussion. Rabbi Yohanan came along and he said, What's considered a Mabui is you have one Chotzer opening into the Mabui and a ruin opening into the Mabui. Now, in the case of a Chotzer and a ruin off the Mabui, since there are no residents in the ruin, you don't need a of to carry in that Maboy. Okay, there's no one else. It's a ruin. It's a dilapidated building. No one's staying there. However, the ruin is still a separate reshus Because it's different ownership. It's not your thing. So you would not necessarily be allowed to carry from the Maboy into the ruin. Or from the... Sorry, sorry, not from the Maboy. From the chotzer into the Maboy into the ruin. But... So so what are we what would you so again you're allowed to carry from your chotzer into the mabui. You're allowed to carry from the mabui into your chotzer, you're also allowed to carry from the mabui into the ruin or the ruin into the mabui. However, you would not be allowed to take something from your chotzer into the mabui, into the ruin. Now, if Rabbi Yochanan was concerned that similar to the above concern of Rav, that you can't that where you're likely to carry something where you're not allowed to carry it, we make a that you're not allowed to carry it. I like Rav said in the previous case, Rav said, if there's an Eruv between your house and the chotzer, you're not allowed to carry from your chotzer to the neighboring chotzer because there's a good chance that the Atom initially started Shabbos in your house, well then you would make the same Gazeera here. That is... You would not be allowed to carry articles from the Mabui into the, or from your house into the Mabui because you might come to carry them from the Mabui into your into the into the ruin, which would be forbidden if they started in your chutzit. But so alma by the fact that Rabbi Yochanan doesn't say that, by the fact that Rabbi Yochanan says you can make a uh, a you can make a you can, it's considered a Mabui if it's just your Chotzer and uh, ruin. It's still the Mabuy. We see he's not concerned from that. Alma and Fuke. Mani the bottom, the We see he's not concerned that you might take these kailin that started chavits in the house into the courtyard. And here we're also here we're also not concerned that you might end up taking things from your courtyard across the Mabui into the ruin, which would be Osur. But we're we're not concerned about that, according to Rabbi Yochanan. Now Yosef, Rav Bruno was giving over this teaching. Rashi explains he was giving over this that Shmuel said, if you have one house and one khotze that open into the maboy, it qualifies as a maboy. Remember, I said the the, the we started off this teaching, but just to remind to remind us is. There's leniencies regarding setting up a Maboy, and that is that it can be permitted with one post or one crossbar, crossbeam. If you're not viewing it as a Maboy, if you're saying it's not a Maboy, well then it's actually a Chotzer and it's harder to fix. You have to do extra adjustments to make it permitted to carry there. So that's what we're, we're actually going lenient when we say all you need to define it as a Maboy is X. So, just bang, so sorry. So, let's start Al-Sukhi again. Rabruna was giving over this teaching that Shmuel said, if it has just a house and just the hotzer opening into it, it's a valid Maboy. So, Amalei lay Lazar Barbe Rav, Shmuel Hachi. He said, student, did Shmuel really say this? So, in. He said, yeah, Shmuel told us. So, Amalei, lay Says, so show me where I want to go speak to him. Show me where Shmuel is staying. And he showed him where he was staying. So Asalakham the Shmuel, um Rebiloza came before Rav Shmuel and he said to him, "Omale, um, Omale Omamar hachi, did you really say this? I? did you really paskin like Shmuel that you can carry from sorry that it's defined as a mabui even if it's one house and one chotzer opening into the mabui he says, Omale in, yes I did. She says, Oh, Shmuel, how could you say that? For her, Marhu to Amar, ain, l'onu be'eruvin, ele kalasha mishnaseinu, she ha'mabu'i l'chatseris, chachatze lebatem. She says, But you yourself told us that in halachas of Eruvin, you must follow the language of the Mishnah very carefully. And what does the Mishnah say regarding what's considered a mabu'i? It says, She ha'mabu'i l'chatseris, a Maboi opening into multiple courtyards. is plural, is like a Chatser that houses open into. What do we see from the. If you precise in this language, which Shmuel said by a Ruvin, you must be precise in the language, you see it has to be two Chatsers. So that's Rebulez's question to Shmuel. He says, Shmuel. You just said that if you have one house opening into the Mabui, and let's say across the mabui, you have one Chotzer, that's a good Mabui. That that's considered a Mabui. But you told us that you must follow the language of the Mishnayos very carefully. And the Mishnah says you need to have two Chotzers opening into a Mabui. So it seems to be a contradiction. So Ishtikshmu was silent. Someone asks, what did Shmuel mean by his silence? It says, Kablamine, hello Kablamine. Was Shmuel silent because he retracted, he accepted Reveloza's question and he said, oh I better revise my opinion? Or was he silent because he didn't bother answering it? So, Tojma, let's try to work it out. There was this Mabui which Evus bar'in dwelt in. And this was a Mabui with one courtyard and a house opening. And we initially understand it as one courtyard and one house opening into it lehi lechi, but Shmuel. All he did to fix it was he made a lechi. Now remember, if it wasn't a, and Shmuel permitted him to carry there, if it wasn't a ma'boi, then Shmuel would not have allowed him to carry there with just one lehi. So, so is so we see that Shmuel allowed him to carry again. There was his house. There was his chotzer in one house. And he allowed him to carry there with just the lechi. it's the Mabur. Now As Rav Anan Shaje, after Shmuel died, Rav Anan came and he saw this and he threw down the lechi. He said it's an invalid eruv. He Said, Wait. So how can you do that? I've been carrying in this mabur for the last X number of years based on the ruling of Shmuel. And you're going to come along and break it down. You're going to come along and say it's invalid. How can it be? But what do we see? We say that Shmuel did not accept that challenge. I, by the fact that Rav um, Eivus Bar... Sorry, what was his name? Eivus Bar... Bar-Ihi. Shmuel allowed Avos Bar-Ihi to carry in this Mabu, which had only one house opening into it. And... One courtyard opening into it. We see that Shmuel did not require a ma- two courtyards to open into it for it to be considered a maboy. So that's our proof. Now the Gomorrah is actually going to say it's a little bit of a tricky piece because it seems we weren't given all the information at the outset. But it's actually going to say you got the the what's it would be the makeup the setup of this maboy you got it wrong. It says, it says no Shmuel did retract. Shmuel actually held, held. You do need two chatzairahs opening into a mabui. So, so what was the con- confusion here? There was this chazan. Chazan in the language is the Gemara. Not like we learn the tzibur, But it's like the shamash. The one who looks after the shul. The attendant. So... So there was this Shamash who used to eat bread in his house and he would come and sleep in the shul. So what so we're revising the makeup of this Mabu that there were actually two chatzeros. Avus was in one chatser. Avus with his res, with the other residents of his chatser. and across the street was there was this other chatser with the shul and one other house. But the shul had this chazan who used to stay there. The chazan didn't use this Shamash, the sister, the caretaker of the shul, didn't used to live there. didn't used to eat there, but he used to sleep there. So he says, He thought that you go after where the person eats. And Shmuel went according to his understanding that you go after where you sleep. Again, so you have this courtyard. You have the shul with the attendant who just sleeps there. He doesn't eat there, he sleeps there. And you have another house. Now, how many residents is that? The shul itself is not necessarily a house. It's not made for staying. So it wouldn't count towards two houses of a chotze. However, if there's an attendant staying there, well then his... Room, his board, where he stays is actually another house. So you would have two houses. Now, Avus he thought that by the fact that the person eats elsewhere, his residence is elsewhere. Aye? It makes no difference that this Chazen sleeps here, that this Shama sleeps here. So this second courtyard, according to Avus. Why was... It wasn't really a Chotzer... For the definition of two... Because it only had one house opening into it. He ignored the fact that... The Shama stayed there. And then there was Avus's courtyard. So what did Avus think? That according to Shmuel... To be allowed to to consider it a Mabuin... You just need one house... Which was the house that was next door... The Shul in that courtyard. And his chatzah, which had two houses opening into it. And it made no difference that this chazen was there, or he left, that this attendant, this caretaker, stayed at the shul, or after Shmuel's death, he left the shul and he went to stay somewhere else. It made no difference, because anyway, why? According to Avos, why did Shmuel... um, Shmuel allowed it, even though the attendant used to eat elsewhere, even though his residence was elsewhere. So whether he was actually the attendant to the shul and slept there... It was irrelevant because he used to eat elsewhere. That's what Eivus thought. But really, Shmuel paskins, and this is what we learned um, at the beginning of yesterday's daf, Shmuel paskins you go after where the person sleeps. So this courtyard with the shul had the house next to the shul, and it had this attendant who lived on a, in a, he had his, I don't know, he had his apartment in the shul. So he actually had two residents, two houses, opening into the Chatzet. So now we understand why Shmuel permitted that Mabui. There was Avus and his neighbor in the one chotzer. Across the street was the shul with the attendant. And his and this other house. And therefore it's two houses opening into two chotzers into the Mabui. And that's why Shmuel allowed him to carry. After Shmuel died, when Rav Anan came to inspect it, what did Rav Anand do? He saw that the Shamas had left. That this caretaker had stopped staying in the shul. So he realized that what do you have in that second property? You only have one house with a shul. And therefore it's not a valid mabuya anymore. Because you need two houses each into... Or two Chatzahs with two houses in each. Here you only had one chotzer, Eivus' Chatzah, which had two houses. And the other one had a house and a shul, which only counts as one house. So that's why Rav Anand threw it down. Okay, a little bit of a tricky uh, way to undo, but it seems based on this way of learning, at least more retracted from his initial opinion. His initial opinion was as long as you had one house and one chotzer opening into the Maboy, that's fine. But according to his revised opinion like Rav, you actually need to have a house and uh, two houses into a courtyard and two houses into a second courtyard, each opening into the Mabui. Okay, let's go on to the next piece. Omer Rav Yehuda, Omer Rav. Rav Yehuda said in the name of Rav. Mabuy shetsiro echod oved If you have a Mabui, and on the one side of the street, on the one side of this alley, you have a non-Jew living there. echod Yisrael. And on the other side, you have a Jew staying there. Now, as the sugya unfolds, Rashi knows, works out that we're not discussing just one house and one house. And the actual scenario is a little bit more complicated. I don't know, even the Gomorrahs, like even in my Gomorrah, it has like a little diagram. But basically, what was the makeup of this? You had this Mabui. On the one side, you had the Akum, this Nohri staying there. And on the other side, you had the Jew staying there. But now, attached to the Jew's house... Again, not opening into the Mabui, but opening into the Jews' house were other Jews' houses and there were were windows between the houses. So strictly speaking, generally, if you have a window between your house and your neighbor, you can make an Eruv between your house and the neighbor. That's the general Halacha. But here we're going to see, um, we're not going to be too happy with that. But just again, so you have these houses. They have there. You have this Jew's house, which opens into a chotzer, which opens into the Mabui, and attached to that Jew's house, through windows, which open into it, you have other Jew's houses. Those houses don't open straight into the chotzer. Those houses open into another, into the rishus harabim or somewhere else. That's how Rashi learns the case. So let's see. So let. Sorry. Let's just start again. So amar rabu rab echod. If you have a Maboy, which on one side lived a non-Jew, and on another side lived a Jew. Again, with these uh, semi-detached houses that do not open into the Maboy, but they open into the Jew's house. What did Rav say? You're not allowed to make an um, Eruv through the windows to allow them to carry... Through the doorways into the Mabui. I, gen, as I pointed out, generally, if you have a window between your house and your neighbors of a certain size. I remember correctly, it's four Vokhin by four Vokhin. You can carry, you can make an Eruv that you're allowed to carry between your house and his house. However, Rav says in this scenario, where there's an Akum on one side of the Mabui and a Jew on the other side of the Mabui. You do not allow him to make an Eruv with his semi-detached um, neighbors, bec- that they would be able to carry from their house, into their neighbor's house, into his house, into the chotzer, into the Mabui. In that case, you're not allowed to make an Eruv. It says, so, Omele Abayi, Rav Yosef. Abayah said to Rav Yosef, Omele Rav Rav would Rav say this halacha even by a chotzer? We're just going to revise the picture in our head. Again, the picture of our head is you have an Akum staying on one side of the Mabui and you have the Jews staying on the other side of the Mabui with these semi-detached other Jews' houses. So you ask, what happens if it's a non-Jew's house opening into a chotzer and a Jew's house opening into a chotzer? Okay, so instead of... It's not that the non-Jew and the Jew are staying on opposite sides of a Mabui, they're staying on opposite sides of a chotzer, And you have this... um, And then you have this chain of houses connected to the Jews' house. So, lay in, Rabbi Yosef said, yes, Rabbi would say, it's the same halacha. You can't make an Eruv between that house and the other, between that Jews house and the other Jews' house. De'i loy omar? Mai. And he said to him, and if you don't say this, what difference would it make? Why would you think to distinguish between a chotzer and a Maboy? Again, whether non-Jews houses are one side and the Jews houses on not one side, what the does it make whether it's a maboy between them or a set between them? That you cannot make an Eruv between the Jews' house, which has windows opening into other Jews' house, houses, but again those ones that don't open into the set. So abai explains what he would have initially thought, and then he explains what Rav was really saying. So initially he says, I would have thought, I would have thought that the reason that it doesn't work to, is, big, Rav holds, you cannot carry, it's not considered a Mabui that can be permitted with a Lehi or a Koira unless you have two houses opening into a courtyard, Two, yeah, two houses opening in two khatzeros. Now, this scenario is here we only have one chatzer because you don't count the non-Jews chatzair. I don't know if you remember, we actually learned that alocha before. You don't count the non-Jews Chatzer that opens into the mabuy. So in all, for all intents and purposes, what you have here is a Jew's home opening into a chatzer which opens into an alley. But you don't have two houses, uh, two chatseras opening into the alley. a v'tarte lameli. Why would Rav have to teach this twice? I, on Amud Aleph, we learned Rav told us. Rav told us, what's the requirement for it to be considered a mabui. So he says you need two houses opening into two chatseras opening into the mabui. Then it's considered a mabui that can be fixed with just a Lehi or a koira. But, and now what are we saying? What would we have thought Rav was teaching here? Same thing, that it's not a Mabui, because you have the non-Jew's house opening into the Mabui, the non-Jew's chotzer opening into the Mabui, and a Jew's chotzer opening into the Mabui. He's teaching us the same thing, that that's not a Mabui, because the non-Jew's house doesn't count, but implying that if it was a Jew's house, if there was a chotzer of Jews, then it would count. So he's teaching us the same thing. So he says, no, tricha. I could, I would need both teachings. The I Maya he if I only had the first case, Diras Dira, I would have said that a non Jews house is considered a dira. So in our case, there's the non Jews chotzer and the Jews Chotzer. Oh, you have two chotzeros. That's what I've thought. And Rav specifically coming to teach us that it's not considered a dira. Right, but the fact that you have a non-Jew's house a opening into the Mabui and a Jew's house opening into the Mabui, that is not a Mabui. Because a non-Jew's house is not a Mabui. And if I only had this case, again, this complicated scenario that we've been discussing where you have the non-Jew's chotzer opening into the Mabui and then on the opposite side you have a Jew's house opening into the Mabui. He says... Have I would have thought batim kama. I don't know how many houses you need. I know you need two chotzers, or at least the chotzer. But how many houses does each chotzer have to have? That's why we needed Rav's previous teaching on Amud Aleph that said batim the two houses into two chotzers. So I need so I need both of Rav's teaching to teach me the following halachas to be considered a mabui. You ignore the chotzeres that belong to non-Jews. Okay, they don't count to the chotzeres that are Mabui. and then and what do I need about in addition to that? So I need two houses opening to two chotzeres. I have four houses, two houses opening to two chotzeres that open into the Mabui. But that's what that's what we would have thought had Rav not said his alochah ba'chotzer. But the But now that Rav says his halocha is the same whether we're discussing a mabui or, or a chotzer. Again, you use that the, the 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 case we've been discussing, Rav says it's the same whether it's opening into a mabui or opening into the chotzer. What's it? Again, it's that case of a Jews house opening into the mabui. Um, a Jews house opening into the Mabui and the non-Jews house opening into the Mabui. Or a Jew's house opening into the chotzer and a non-Jew's house opening into the chotzer. And remember, on this Jew's house are other Jew's houses that don't open into the chotzer; They open in their doors or into the Rishus Harabim. But they have windows into this Jew's house. Rav said in both those cases, you can't make an eruv So Taima the Rav, what's the reason behind Rav? To Kosovo, you're not allowed to make a person a single resident where he will live by a non-Jew. Remember we learned earlier that... Why did Chazal... Remember Chazal made it very tricky to make an Eruv with a non-Jew. You actually have to rent the rights from them. And in most cases they're not going to be so keen. Because it sounds like what? You want to buy my property? or you doing witchcraft? I don't, I don't want to get involved with this. The non-Jew will say. So why did they make it harder for a Jew to live with a non-Jew? Because they're worried that the Jew will learn from the non-Jew. But remember we also said that aloha specifically applies where there's one Jew staying in the courtyard... That doesn't necessarily apply where there's one Jew staying in the courtyard with one non-Jew. Because he's going to leave anyway because he's afraid of the non-Jew. Now, Rav was saying if you allow him to make an Aruv with these other three resid- these other three houses, these other houses that are joined to his, he's going to be comfortable to stay in that courtyard, and therefore he might learn from the non-Jew. Whereas Rav says we make it hard for him to make an Eruv, we make it hard for them to make an Eruv, so that they can't use his chotzer and he can't go to and from their houses. And then hopefully he will move, he won't stay by the non That's the reason behind Rav. And then Omar Rav Yosef says, if that's the case, ah, oh, that Rav applies it to a Maboyana chotzer. Now I understand why whenever Rabbi Tavla was giving over this uh, shir, he would mention the case twice. He would mention the case twice. Why would he mention it twice? Because there's two cases we're discussing. We're discussing the case of a Mabui and the case of a Chotzer. Again, but Rav's Halacha boils down to the same reason. We make it hard for the Jew to make an Eruv in this case to encourage him to move. Again, why do we want to encourage him to move? Chazal, don't want you staying in close affinity and okay, uh, neighborliness with uh, non-Jews so that you don't learn from their actions. And we'll leave it there for today. We'll start the new Mishnah tomorrow.